A reading from St. John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. Now when Jesus came to Bethany, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying quietly, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Then Mary, when she came where Jesus was and saw him, fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The story of Lazarus contains the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. It describes Jesus' reaction as he stands outside the tomb of his friend Lazarus. It's not a polite reaction, or restrained, or controlled. The aridness and blankness of the grave, the suffering caused by death's parting, Jesus knows all these and he weeps. I felt some of the strength of this short sentence this week when I took my first graveside funeral since churches have been closed. It was a funeral for someone who had as good a death as one might have at a good age after a full life. Her death was nothing to do with the coronavirus. But the impact of coronavirus on the family was that here we were, as small a group of mourners as possible, standing around the grave at a distance, unable to comfort one another. The scripture they had chosen for the service 
was the story of Lazarus, the story appointed for today, this fifth Sunday in Lent. So there we had it. Standing at the place where his friend's body lay, Jesus wept. You may find that you have comfort in the big claims of the Christian faith, that God is in control, that everything is redeemable and no situation beyond the scope of God's love, that, as St Paul puts it in his letter to the Romans, all things work together for the good of those who are in Christ Jesus. Or you may find that, as things are now, you feel some doubt about these big claims, and that if Christianity has anything worthwhile to say concerning our current situation, we really need to start elsewhere. I'm sympathetic to starting elsewhere, because I've never had much success squeezing my life or my experience into ideas other people hold as self-evident, even if they are the truths of the Christian faith. So why not start with the shortest verse of the whole Bible, Jesus wept? Why not start with the idea that Jesus wept salt tears? I say this because the connection these words offer is a type of knowing that you can take into your heart, even if, for you, Jesus is simply a good man, a good teacher, with nothing divine about him. These words tell you that this teacher wasn't just about abstract ideas, that his teaching has some emotional integrity to commend it, that he's no arid moralist. And you too can feel it, deeply within you, hidden in your heart, this connection we have to one another that is most of what makes us human. It's not too big to lodge there in your heart. It's not too abstract or too convoluted or something that invites scepticism. It's a comfort you can feel before you have to give assent to anything. But what if this Jesus is what the church teaches? What if he really is fully God and fully human? Well then, you have a God who has wept salt tears. A God who has stood and who stands at the graveside with you. Let that comfort lodge in your heart. Sit for a while, even in its small, small light, and a marvellous exchange can take place. For... Just as God himself knew the littleness of our life by becoming human in Jesus, and then, after conquering death by death, he explodes that littleness in Jesus' resurrection and takes our humanity up to God in heaven, a kind of reverse motion and exchange. So, in a similar way, that small truth you have taken into your heart the truth that Jesus wept can become something that lights up more and more of your life until you find your whole self swept up, carried away into God. When that happens, you will know Christianity's big claims 
not as cold propositions to which we assent or not, but as truths which fill and guard your life, no matter what comes. That truth which became small enough for you to grasp when God came to us in Christ becomes shining, bright, so you see all the life that's in it. And because you started with the smallest truth, you will be able to trust those big truths that sometimes feel a million miles away. For you will know that Christ is the resurrection and the life, precisely because he draws near to weep with you, even as he offers you hope.